0: los angeles underground it's time for your new favorite podcast the superiority complex
1: it's like honey in your ear holes
0: welcome back to the podcast everybody your new favorite podcast the superiority complex i'm here with my friends jake john justine patrick how are you guys
2: doing good
0: good thank you everybody yeah there was like a pregnant pause. I felt like I, I should. I didn't get everybody. My friends: Jake, John, Justine, and Patrick. Yeah, okay, that's everybody yeah, here. I mean, I have more friends than that, but the, the, you're my friends now. <laughs> you got you
3: play
0: all the j- You put the p at the end where it should be. That's good. One thing about this, I will tell you. One thing about this podcast, it's difficult. Is I have to. I try to save stuff for the show. So that means that I used to talk to John. John and I would call about once a week. And we would just uh, kind of uh, commiserate about uh, things that we were unhappy with. And then we would we would celebrate life. We would talk about the things that we enjoyed. We don't do that anymore because I feel like if we do that, we just exhaust all the good conversation. And, uh, you know, John, as you know, is a on tour, And I love having his point of view on the show. So I feel like that. But in some ways, it makes me talk to people more than I would want to, like, say, a Jake, right? I feel like once a week is plenty. So, and then Patrick and, and Justine too. are somewhere, <laughs> there you go, but then I feel like Patrick and Justine are somewhere in the middle, you know, so I, I, what I'm trying to say is I've missed, I've missed you all and we're still in the middle of this quarantine. Uh, how, how's everybody doing?
3: So what you're saying is you missed us all, but you missed me the least thing.
0: No, that's not true. I, we haven't played. Do you, you what, guys
4: still do you guys still do a game night? Do you still do like a board game night over on like, on Zoom or something?
0: We we've done Never. it a couple of times, and we haven't done it in probably about two months. So like Marco uh,
4: Polo or something. There's a new
3: game on mobile, Social Deduction Among Us, that came out free on mobile platform that we can absolutely do.
4: Yeah, they just, so I just assumed. I just assumed that the four of you were still doing game night with that. You know. That you were doing plenty of talking on every June once night every week.
0: I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you a little story over here. I'll tell you what's killed board <sighs> gaming in my house is Animal Crossing. Because now my wife, just does, she does that all the time. And we haven't even been, been, been playing board games. And uh, I gave her a couple of really great board games for her birthday. We've only played them like one time. So uh, mm. uh, right now we've been – but for the first two months of quarantine, we were playing – Literally, we were playing probably two or three board games a night. So I think wow. we, I think we just switched it up a little bit. So um, and right now I'm we're in the let's re-watch old David Letterman's on YouTube phase of the quarantine. We just mm.
2: played uh, Wingspan today. How was it? You played it. Uh, it was we played over great. the interwebs. It was great.
0: Oh, you did yeah, it on, uh, on on board game. Uh, what's that? Board game arena?
3: No, it's no, on, it's on Steam, Steam right now. I think it's things what fifteen bucks right now. Yeah, that's cheap.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. It's
3: great. Does all the calculating for you.
0: I love it. That's such a really nice we we talked about it on the board game uh podcast, but that's such a nice um ele- it's an elegant game because it just it's mm-hmm. everything is mm-hmm. everything just flows so smoothly. Um of course, when you I I would I think playing online would be awesome, but you miss I like the way the board looks. I love the art of yeah. the cards. I love the you know, it's, a, it's it. a Stonemaier game, so the components are really good. Um, oh, that's what I wanted to hit. But, John, to before I go on to this, to answer your question, no, we have not been doing a a board game night. We were doing it via Marco Polo for – we did it a few times. Had a good time, good turnout, a lot of fun. But uh, then – House uh, party. But then Patrick and uh, – oh, I'm sorry, you're right, house party. It was a house party. up. But then Patrick and Justine kind of went back to a normal schedule. Mm-hmm. And um, Oh,
2: yeah. Right, working,
0: and, and uh, Jake wouldn't call me if I were on fire to see if I needed a fire extinguisher. So uh, I, wow. have to, I, have to, I have to. I have to. Sandy is our main form of communication. So Sandy reaches <laughs> yeah. out; she's very. She communicates uh, very. With, she she communicates with Justine and my wife almost daily, or I yeah, get so I, I, or 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 I, I, or I get thing. cat snaps from Sandy. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, oh, I get cat snaps all the time. I get cat snaps or dalmatian snaps from Sandy. Sandy's it's, very good about pretty it. Pretty great keeping us uh updated on her adorable pets. And then uh, but a heads up for the you board gamers out there. You've heard us talk about it and a lot of people always ask us about it. One of our favorite social deduction games, The Thing, has gone out of print. Ooh, I saw this. Has gone out of print. It's been out of print for the better part of a year now um but that's a one game that we usually play with we have new players who come to the to our board game night and uh, they always ask where can i get this game and it's unfortunately out of print which happens with board games uh they're not sure how it's going to do they do a limited printing and then once they're done they're done um so mm-hmm. it's now available as a kickstarter um i didn't see did you happen to look at the prices on it uh, patrick
2: No, no, uh, I'm resisting the urge. Okay, here's the thing: I'm going
0: to buy it. So here's the thing: if you (laughs) buy just the base game, it doesn't have the the minifigures. It it has these really great minifigures of all of the cast members, and then a couple of the aliens in different stages of their development. But if you're just looking to play the game, in all honesty, unless you're a huge fan of the movie. You don't really need the minis because we end up not using the minis, really. Um, you just tell, mm-hmm. you, It's just to kind of denote who is going to go on the mission and who's going to stay back in the rec room. So, it's like, you move them around. But you're not really moving the pieces around the board ever. And people know who's on the mission and who's not. So you don't really... So if you're looking to get just the game and you don't want to spend money on the extras and you're wondering whether or not it's worth it... For me, I needed to have it because... I love that movie, so the little minifigures are a plus. But you don't really need them to play the game. So if you're looking to Probably. invest in that, just, just so you know, because we we have had a couple of listeners ask us about it. It's available as a Kickstarter right now. So just go to Kickstarter and uh, type in The Thing Board Game, and you'll see it there. You can back it. And I didn't see where they were in their goals, but I'm pretty sure that's going to fund. They just I, started, I think, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have no doubt that it's it gonna, already made it. Oh, did so it the
1: core pledge? Yeah, it's 354. Is about ninety-three dollars. And the early bird pledge is ninety-three. That's the same thing I just said. That one's probably sold out for <laughs> sure. Um then I guess you can get six copies of it for four hundred and twenty one.
0: Wow. Guess what Five. everybody's getting for Christmas? <laughs> A Walter Brennan album, probably, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a game that I think that we would all recommend. John has not played it, but uh, John I think would love it. Uh, mm-hmm. No, John, did you play it at? Uh, I think at your birthday party. At, no, at your birthday, at party, my wife's birthday, we it, did yeah. play it. Yes, we did play it. That's yeah. right. And yeah. John, were you an alien? I don't Werewolf. remember. We played. I can't remember.
3: It was the alien oh. towards the end, I want to say. No, we played Werewolf. Yeah. We didn't
0: play the thing. That's right. Yes. It was
4: the Werewolf game. And the yeah. game
0: and the game that's out now for, for mobile is called What, Jake? It's called Among Us. So for
3: those who want to play a board game but don't want to spend money, but have a nice have a nice smartphone. You can download Among Us. It just recently went free to play. And it's a social deduction game in which a group of people plus however many imposters you can set up specifics before you actually start the game. Um, but there are going to be imposters who are trying to kill off everybody else um, while also not getting voted off. So it's kind of in werewolf in that way. But there's um, tasks. You're running around a map, completing tasks, and um, trying not to die.
0: It's fun. Nice. It's okay. Great. All right. Highly recommended yeah, from Jake. Fun. If Jake and Patrick I- recommend it, then I would think it's a good game. Highly recommend, especially because it's yeah. free. All
2: right, it's really popular right now too. You can see it like on a lot of Twitch streams. Everybody's playing it.
0: Well, maybe that'll love, maybe that'll draw people to the board games.
3: To maybe the, to the Secret
0: Hitlers. And yeah, I think
2: that's, great. that's a
3: great intro to to the board game scene. One, it's free. Two, it's probably the most accessible the most accessible type of board game or type of game in general just the social deduction cuz
0: yeah you don't you don't there's not don't a lot of sense. I mean if you're a good liar which obviously we all are um oh, sorry. you know somebody at work was just talking about having played C- secret hitler for the first time and I was insulted insulted that uh they hadn't talked to me about it before but uh I know <laughs> But yeah, they had. They seemed to have a good time. But the way she was telling me that her she did her strategy, I was like, "Oh, you would have been you would have been instantly caught in the group sad. <laughs> you can't play. You can't play that sloppy and uh, with with uh, with Patrick and Jake. With
3: our no, with our group, you so much is twitch. You t- your eye twitches too much. And I'm
0: like, no, that's them. Although <laughs> sometimes it goes the opposite where we get too suspicious and then we convince ourselves that someone's guilty and then we talk ourselves into it. You
1: mean like Jake? We're always suspicious of Jake, and then he's like, "No, I'm fine." Then he's fighting too hard, and then we're more suspicious of him.
3: <laughs> Nothing he can do. But every time I fought that hard, was I was I fascist? No. Yes
1: and no. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: just, so, just so just trust me all the time. No. So, no. Don't, don't trust fine. We'll be fine. Mm-mm. I was playing up that with Ed and some of his friends, and uh, miscalled miscalled a situation, uh, but unanimous unanimously got everyone to vote for that person immediately. So maybe don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You are Matthew from the uh, from the proprietor of Shuffle and Cut. Yes. Always a fascist, it seems like. Mm. No, it's usually me and him. But he's good. Yeah, to, yeah you're always a fascist, uh, Patrick.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm a fascist when I don't want to
0: be, and I'm not a fascist when I want to be. Guys, pro tip: if you play any social deduction game, always tell the truth. You'll win every time. Because no one will believe you anyway. Yep. Speaking of the thing, the movies we watched today, we have a little. But there's a little connection there. I don't know if you guys noticed that today, but uh, absolutely, we we kind of got off track there. But uh, guys, we have a huge, huge news. Huge from our Twitter account. We got a big follower after last week's uh, after last week's uh, 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 little our little uh, discussion of uh, defunct fast food establishments. Huge follow, John. Are you (laughs) ready for this? Okay. This week's unofficial sponsor and our new Twitter follower, Noggle's Restaurant in Stanton, California. That's right. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're following (laughs) us on Twitter. Thanks to Eric of Aragon. (laughs) Eric of Aragon uh, copied them in something and copied them in a little reply he did. And uh, they followed us on Twitter. So uh, this week's unofficial sponsor, Noggle's Fast Food Restaurant. That's crazy. Stanton, California. Head, head out there. They'll, they'll, they'll You can do a takeout or drive-thru. Takeout or drive
4: through. So where is the, where's John, the closest one to us?
0: don't ask. That's it. Stanton, California.
4: Oh, Stanton.
0: Yep. Let me just drive over to Stanton right now. I'll it's be not that back. far. <laughs> How far is Stanton? Wow. It's, it's it halfway. Be- <laughs> it's halfway. It's right there on the other side, of West, what, other side of Garden Grove, in between Garden Grove and Westminster. Okay. I don't know what that means.
4: That's like Anaheim.
0: <laughs> go down, go down Beach Boulevard. You'll hit it. You'll you'll drive right through Stanton.
4: Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now I know. Yeah, other side of Buena okay. Park. I probably I probably
0: passed. It's is it on Beach? You think? Yep, uh, it's got to be close. I probably it's it, it's on the I'd other side of Buena it, yeah. Park. G- drive to Berry Farm and okay. keep going. You'll hit Noggles. There you go. Okay. That's how you, That's how you tell
1: me. Social distance field trip.
0: Yeah, that's what we said. We're uh, going yeah, on a field trip. It. We'll take separate cars. We'll drive down there. It'll <laughs> yeah, be like it'll be like Whittier, do it. It'll be like Whittier Boulevard in the eighties. <laughs> uh, Justine, live yeah. recording from Noggles. How Just, do you feel about that? Justine, can you get me the address of Noggles? Let's give him a plug. Can you pull that up real quick? N a u g l s. And for those of you who forgot, Noggles actually the name of the submarine in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Welcome aboard. <laughs> Welcome aboard belly. the Noggles. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's Fountain Valley. I, the one I the one we had was from. It said Stanton. Maybe that's the maybe that's the HQ. All right, give maybe. it to the us.
1: tacos tacos and burgers, right? Yep,
0: yep, yep. Yeah, Fountain
1: Valley is what I see.
0: Okay, and and Stanton. Mm, that's the one I
1: see. <laughs> it's Where's not giving Fountain me Valley? a second location.
0: Okay, well then, it, need- uh, for some reason, it said Stanton on my on the Twitter account. Maybe that's where the uh, owner. M- maybe that's. We need to call them up and we need to say, "Hey, we want to record live." Fountain Valley, just yeah. this side, just this side of Huntington Beach, Fountain Valley.
4: Never even heard hey, you of your what? restaurant.
0: Um,
3: but
4: I'm that would be like when Art LeBeau used to do uh, remote uh, radio broadcasts from uh, you know, like
0: Tiny Nailers or something. That's right. That's right, John.
4: We, we, could, do do We're <laughs> exactly we could do a podcast.
0: are exactly like Podcast
4: from Noggles. Let's well, do that. Well, let's uh, yeah.
0: let's
3: get In to this one first. Video. All the well, everyone's trying to work,
0: yeah, yeah. They'd they love that, they'd love that. Hey, what, or just get right in people's faces in COVID, right? What are you, what are you having? Stick the so, microphone yeah, it right, it does
1: say, um, we are currently open in Fountain Valley and Stanton for takeout. There
0: you go, Yay. Phone, orders,
1: phone orders and drive through.
0: Stanton would be closer. Let's do it, Stanton would be closer. drive us do is it.
1: only the Stanton one.
0: I got an idea, guys. Let's get through this podcast first. If podcast, I can't even say it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow here's an idea let's finish this one and then we'll think about the you know, second one.
0: as as the great john lennon said as he looked down the end of his magnificent nose <laughs> life is what happens when you're making other plans
1: it says right. as seen on netflix taco chronicles
0: wow same. Taco Chronicles,
1: well, well, oh two, that's Episode Four. They
0: just did that. That's right. They do a fast food taco in season two. Have not watched it wow. yet. Season one, fantastic uh, of Taco Chronicles. They give you the history, uh, the history of each taco.
1: Yeah, Stanson is off of Beach Boulevard near Westminster by Koreatown over there.
0: I know where that is. Yep.
1: Um, I think it's in Chapman, shop. Chapman th- and
0: Beach. There you go.
4: Let's right. do it. Let's do it. Okay,
0: let's relax, and let's finish the show, guys, before we make...
4: Right,
0: <laughs> what are you, like the dad? Yeah. <laughs> are, you yeah. Like, are you the dad of the show? I'm the guy that has to edit this podcast later, so I want to keep it... Mm, Why aren't mm, you the cool dad? Right. Why aren't you the cool dad? Because dad, this dad has to work right. all the time, <laughs> and when I come home, I want my slippers and my easy chair.
1: Slipper. <laughs> <laughs>
4: what? Well, what in your pipe? Right.
0: I want my slippers in my easy chair and my in my well, Lawrence Welles chair in your in your nice cold
3: can of Coors Light on the table when you get home. Right. Coors
4: Light. What are you What are you mm-hmm. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what, what planet
0: are you from? Coors Light. <laughs> Sorry, Light Corona. What? Oh, what I was I was uh. gonna I was gonna think Cois of. The, I was going to think of a job and there was nothing, there's no job I could think of that wouldn't insult one of our listeners. I was going to say, what am I, uh, what am I, a blank?
1: So the last, the last Noggles closed in 95 and they did a comeback in 2009.
0: That's right.
4: Ah, I wonder and if the that last Noggles.
1: permanent one opened in 2015.
0: Yep. Hmm. hmm. Interesting.
1: There you go, guys. There's I a about- history. Dick I wonder if the.
0: Dick Noggles says, Dick Noggle. the, <laughs> Mr. Land, pornographic. Mr. Land, you will enjoy our tacos, which are made entirely from <laughs> the bounty of the sea. What you are drinking there are porpoise burritos. Would I say drinking? <laughs> uh, drinking or burrito. a porpoise burritos. Porpoise burritos. Those burritos are made entirely from manatee meat, and the tortillas are made from seaweed. Sea cucumber.
4: <laughs> sea cucumbers, and of course the shake. Of course the shake's made from unborn baby squid.
0: Yeah, the shake <laughs> is made from the milk of a sperm whale. Uh, uh, that's it. This stuff's not fit to eat. Do I can't do a kirk. I can't do a kirk. Uh, Douglas, John. It's
4: gonna... a dirty stinking war.
0: It's a dirty stinking war. That's my character, Douglas. Right? Hmm. I like it. <laughs> Thank that's you, guys. Very nice. Yeah. Um guys, it's time to talk about the Digital Movie Club. Are you excited about this week? I felt like this week was I, I don't I, I don't know how you're gonna feel I mean, Jackie Chan, obviously we're all fans of Jackie Chan, so that's an instant ten. I don't I have no doubts about that. <laughs> but they live. Where is this gonna go? Where, how are we gonna feel about they live? But uh I know that uh, last night last week we made Justine pick. We made uh, we make Patrick pick a lot, we make uh Dan handsome Dan Handsome pick a lot. So John, what do you want to discuss this Ooh. week on the Digital Movie Club? Let's do Jackie Chan's police story two first. Yuntun. Yentan, 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 Yuk da 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 Yuk da
4: Whoa! Is he stroking out? <laughs> Whoa, easy, John. Skipping.
0: I was given the. Uh, I was g- going to do the extended remix. Da 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 da. I don't. I don't know where to go with you anymore. Da 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 da.
2: Digital movies.
0: Da 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 da. Digital movies. You're in the club. <laughs> yes, guys. Where are you going? I was just going to do like a big. I was doing like a drumline thing, like a, you know, like.
4: I thought we need like like hit on the head like Fonzie hits the jukebox. I needed
0: know? that I needed that uh that uh, Phil Collins drum break in there. We're all big fans of Phil Collins here. Uh, especially John. John, what's your favorite Phil Collins album? Is it the one where he wore the tuxedo with tennis shoes?
4: Uh Jesus Christ. He, he,
0: he was also It's the in, one with the on it. He was also in a movie uh <laughs> He was also in a movie called Buster, John. Buster. I
4: mean, and you- also, uh, what? It was in The, the Hangover, right? Uh, they're listening to him at Mike Tyson's place. John, ba-boom, ba-boom,
0: John you, don't- you don't like Sue Studio?
4: No. First of all, <laughs> it's ri- it's ripping off Prince. And second of all, it's an awful Prince ripoff.
0: <laughs> John, let me let me ask you this. You have to listen to one for yeah. a month straight. <laughs> Do you go Phil Collins yeah. solo, yeah. solo work, not in Genesis, just Phil Collins? Right. Or do you right. go Huey Lewis in the news?
4: At this late date, I would go Huey Lewis in the news. I think I've grown to appreciate Huey Lewis a little more than I did, say, 20 years ago. Okay. That's fair. All right.
0: Huey yeah. Lewis in the news. You know why?
4: Because he's, he's a cool guy. Every time I read a review, uh, every time I read an interview, and I've read quite a few interviews, with uh, Huey Lewis lately. He seems like a really cool guy, a real ta- nice guy. I'm telling you,
0: know? you, man, you wanna hear if you if you think you don't like Huey Lewis, listen to the Bless you, by the way.
1: Bless you. You okay? Yeah, sorry.
0: A little, little seasonal John, allergy, a little get a little bit of a hay fever. Bless bless your
1: heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Wayne Newton in uh, well, you're gonna hear uh-huh. that I'm pretty soon. Uh, John, listen to the Quest Love yeah. Questlove, the drummer from the Roots, uh, he has a podcast with a couple other members of the Roots, and they had Huey Lewis on, and he was fantastic. He had yeah. some really great stories, and yeah, uh, yeah Dude, just an, just seems an, like a great guy, just an interesting guy, just a guy you were like, yes, tell more stories. I want to hang out with you, and not yeah. necessarily all about music, just about you know, just he's had a full life. He's had a full and interesting life. Yeah. So uh, check yeah. that. Why out.
3: can't wait, Huey Lewis. Well, you,
0: you can. We could have been in Back to the Future. You just walk around with a bullhorn and tell people they're too darn loud. That's how you do it. That's right. That's right. No,
3: where's uh, where's Huey Lewis on the podcast for us?
0: Oh, we have a Huey Lewis. We've had uh, our buddy Rick solemn John and I got to interview Rick, who does our theme music. And that guy, that's he, right. That's an interesting cat right there. Uh, Rick's yeah. a, Rick's a really yeah. Rick's a really interesting. He's played with a lot of great people, and he's he's an interesting guy.
4: How about that? Remember, he had a million stories about a million musicians. It was just like, it was a cavalcade of anecdotes yeah. all about great musicians. I got to
0: reach out. I haven't talked to Rick in a little while. I got to see how he's doing. But uh, yeah, Rick does our theme music. Uh, incredible musician and uh, just a great guy and a good storyteller. And uh, looks a little like Nick Nolte. So there you go. Like a young Nick Nolte. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, uh, I, I really, uh, you know what's funny about Rick is he, he likes all the kinks songs that are about being on the road uh like you mm. know he likes uh, you know like all the stuff about uh you know what's the one i can't think of the song right now i'm blanking on it but the one where they're, they're talking about the road food you know all the food you eat on the oh, road uh, motorway motorway yeah motorway he he, <laughs> he loves that he loves that he loves uh he loves um all all celluloid heroes like that album he loves it because it's about show business and all that
4: stuff. like life on the road yeah and uh and, yeah. Of course, and of course the road yeah, yeah, the th- Kings have done a lot of road songs, haven't
0: they? Yeah, those, and those were always – we would talk about the Kings, and those were, those were always the songs he'd bring up. So you knew he would he had dug deep because it wasn't stuff that most people would know. So I always liked that about Rick. But yeah, that's our Huey Lewis. That's Rick. Rick Solomon. Check go. him out. Shakedown Mambo. Shakedownmambo.com. Check him out. Him and Phil Block. Good stuff. I never plug him enough. I get lazy sometimes. And
4: he's – you, and every show, the first thing you hear on every show is, is him.
0: And he closes out pretty much almost every show. Uh, so, That's yeah. right. Shout out to Rick's home. Guys, but it's the Digital Movie Club. I wish it was the Digital Music Club. We'd never run out of albums. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can make you guys listen to <laughs> all I'll tell this. you.
4: When, oh, when you run out
3: of... Listen to a whole album, and then we talk about it.
4: We're
0: going to do it. We're going to do it. Right? So
4: when you run out of movies, we can start doing records. And we'll start with 1915.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <God>. yeah, that, yet
4: that,
0: <laughs> I
2: got
4: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> oh, it. Uh, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's that <laughs> happy cat. That's it. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Patrick's Patrick's great-grandparents just hammering away in the background.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Patrick would say, you know what? I'm going to go into a self-induced coma for one month and I'll come back when it's the 30s. I think I had a stroke.
0: Yep. Patrick's Patrick's great granddad just jackhammering away. <laughs> oh, Pat,
2: poor,
0: Patrick's. poor Patrick's so miserable. And then we just scrape we 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 go from there straight to doo wop just to get just to get him really bummed out we go straight <laughs> to, to get DM. him and
3: pissed off <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we got 10 years of the 50s yeah. we be- <laughs> all greaser all greasers
4: <laughs> all greasers all the time
3: how justine felt yeah how justine felt for like every single bond movie
4: it be patrick for like 30 years of music <laughs> like, how many more of these have you got?
0: A groaning. <laughs> as long as we don't have to play In the Jungle, The Mighty Jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Because lion- that song makes me want to put a gun in my mouth. What? What? <laughs> There you go.
4: How's that? And
0: then we finally get to the sixties. <laughs> I do this to Patrick. I do it to all of you. Will I watch Hook? No, I won't. That's the power I have. See that? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it.
4: You mean you're? We're not going to watch Hook, so that's using
0: your power for good. I'm the Mitch. I'm the Mitch McConnell of this podcast.
4: All right. <clears throat> do not mention that think, man's name.
3: <laughs> okay. Before we start, I think we do need to have like a week of like the worst movies of a decade. We Just have like, done that. No,
2: Have we done
0: no. it. <laughs> yeah, it, hurts. it hurts. so much. Duck and blood, as they used to say on Mystery Science Theater. Deep hurting. We need a week of deep hurting, is what it is. <clears throat> deep hurting.
4: Uh, what you want? Like more Zardoz? You want something uh, more along the, the lines of
0: Yeah. What's worse no, than? Zardoz is great. Have we hit a movie? I, forget, I keep asking this, guys, but have we hit a movie worse than Zardoz? I don't think so. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Yes.
1: How about yes.
3: Howard the Duck, yes.
4: Yeah, there you go. Oh, Howard yeah. the Duck was worse.
1: I
3: don't know. That's a close. Yeah, I'd watch Zardoz over Howard the Duck. But, t- I mean. Sure. It's got
0: a cat it's got a catchy theme song though. No. Howard uh, the duck. Uh, no. You get to see For duck Jake? boobs. What?
1: For Jake?
0: Who doesn't Logan's love run was what? his
1: lowest. Oh,
0: Logan's run is pretty bad, man. God, that was bad. But what did he that's
1: only because he gave Zardo- Zardoz a four. The rest of you guys gave it a one and I give it a negative four.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> and she only gave a negative four because I gave it a four. Yeah, he
0: wanted, she wanted to bring it down to zero. <laughs> she, wanted, she wanted to zero it out. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. that's great.
1: But that otherwise, we all gave Logan's Run a two.
0: Hmm.
4: Because it was in focus.
0: (laughs) I think that's right. No, you did have that one scene with all the cats. Who was the guy living with all the cats? Uh, um. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was that?
1: No, no, no. Howard the Duck. We all gave it a one, but Jake did not give it a score.
0: Yeah, yeah, because
4: he hasn't seen it. I have seen it. Howard. Oh, well, what's your
3: score? Huh? What's your score? I'm going to tell you all the scores of all the movies I've missed when I've seen all of them.
4: You know what the trouble with that is? I was, just, I was just thinking about this. The longer you wait to tell us the scores on all the movies you haven't seen, um, if you're waiting until you've seen them all in one shot, you're going to start forgetting what you liked about some of them, such as mm, The Invisible Man.
3: Oh, uh, no. I, I have a very
0: vivid memory of all of them. <laughs> I love I love that the whole point of that was that John just wanted him to talk up the invisible man. That was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. John just wants you
3: John just wanted
0: I'm
4: sorry.
3: John, I will tell you that is that is a movie I have seen. I have seen that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: All so right. Howard the Deck and Zardoz are practically the same.
0: Okay. Okay. Logan's Run
4: started this whole thing. Logan's runs yeah. just
0: slightly above it. Okay. Well, let's talk to let's talk about a movie that is the polar opposite of any of those movies. We're talking about 1988 1988's Police Story 2 starring one Jackie Chan and Patrick is going to give us the breakdown.
2: Uh released on August 20th, 1988. Got a 7.1 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I do not actually have a budget for this. Film. Sorry. It's unknown.
4: It was it was a lot. what it cost? A lot. It doesn't say either
2: on the IMDB or on Googles.
0: Uh, well, you know, those you are the those are Hong Kong dollars too, so uh, you know, we don't we don't know what the breakdown is. They're also nineteen eighty eight dollars, but uh, I don't think they were very I don't think Jackie Chan movies they were very strict about keeping a Really tight budget. I think they had a certain amount of movie, certain amount of money, and they spent most of that money just doing retakes of Jackie Chan breaking himself in different places. So um, yeah, but this is, i don't know how much
3: that man has just destroyed his body trying to make a great movie. What,
0: I what, have no idea. What's interesting about this movie is that this movie there were when we kind of started getting all the Jackie Chan movies in the '90s, um, Police Story and Project A were two of his early ones that got really pretty, pretty good um, DVD releases. They got, you know, they were redubbed. Um, Police Story 2 and Project A Part 2, kind of, they, they really didn't go back and revisit those for whatever reason. We're not going to do Project A Part 2, but there's another movie called Armor of the Gods from around this time that uh, did, we haven't done, but we're going to see the sequel, which became a movie called Operation Condor. Um and then they release them in reverse order here so here Operation Condor was first then Armor of the Gods was second released second but <clears throat> this is a movie that kind of gets glossed over in the American releases of the Jackie Chan movies and I wanted to take a time to highlight it cuz I think there's some crazy and amazing stunt work <laughs> in this movie um it's not Absolutely. as as stunt heavy, it's a little more fight heavy, but um it kinda picks up where police story left off, left off. Uh Detective uh Kevin Chan is now busted down to traffic for the event. And his
2: name is Jackie.
0: Uh well I saw it in if you watch in the image in the original Chinese yeah. it's Kevin. It's Kevin Chan. But um do they mm-hmm. refer to him you saw the dub version then? Yeah. So, okay. All right, either way. But it's Jackie Chan playing basically himself as a police officer. Uh, he's now uh, busted down a traffic division, and then he gets uh, involved with some gangsters and uh, hijinks ensue. <laughs> um, had anyone else seen this movie? No. Nuh-uh. Nope. Oh, this is a first for everyone. All right. Well, John, yeah. let's talk. Let's start with you, John. Uh, you picked it first. What What'd you think, my man? I liked it a lot. I I liked it every bit as much as the first bully
4: story. It it does. This is a darker tone for sure. Uh, Not as much light stuff. You know, it's pretty dark as far as the uh, amount of peril he's in, you know? Yes.
0: Yes. And
4: and like you said, it's more, it's more fights than stunts, but it's still amazing. Just amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Especially once we get to that uh, firework factory, that's just all that was incredible. My God, he's actually on fire. It's not a stunt man; it's him. You know, he's on fire. You know, Christ, that was too much. Yeah, you you get.
0: uh, Yeah, I was going to say you get to see a little bit more of how this, all of this, uh, this crazy police life is affecting his, uh, his relationship with the always adorable Maggie Chung. um, Who I always feel, I always feel she gets a little short. She's really a good actress, and she ends up having to be just kind of the damsel in distress in these. But she does get some some fun comedic stuff. Um, and yeah. So was, was she a a stunt woman or was she just a regular actress? I think she, she wasn't a stunt woman like Michelle Yeoh who would come later, who kind of had more training in it. But in Hong Kong, if you were going to make these movies, you were going to get thrown into doing stunts. So, yeah, you know, she actually did a movie called, um, with Michelle Yeoh called, excuse me. Um, I'm having a throat loss and my throat's a little dry. <clears throat> she um she had a movie, did a movie called The Heroic Trio. And I think it was like a it was like a Batman ripoff. But she she kind of did some stunt and some fighting in that. So I think she has some training there. Um so she's not completely, but you can tell she can do physical stunts, um, obviously. And, you know, in this one she actually ends up Getting punched rather horrifically, but um, yeah, yeah. But she she's a great comic foil, and and uh, I feel like she's very sympathetic. Like in that mm-hmm. whole scene that ends, they kind of play it for last. But when she confronts him in the in the shower in the men's locker yeah. room at the police station, because she's had enough, you really feel for her. You know, you feel bad for her. Um, there's there's kind of an undertone where she just she's just done everything she can. And she can tell she really loves him, but she just can 't deal with everything that goes on because of his job um so she I always like her she 's always she 's very good actress she 's always very uh she 's adorable but she 's always also very sympathetic and can do comedy she can do the lighter stuff too yeah those lighter she's moments perfect for
4: these, yeah these movies she 's just perfect also it 's heartrending when the those, uh, you know, when the bad guys are reading her note, the note she wrote to him. Oh, yeah. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Because it's the first time he's actually hearing the note and it's, they're just reading it to torture him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, to see her her reaction to that, it's just, you know, that's just a really heavy scene.
0: Yeah, these movies are actually really, you know, I think that Patrick and and, and uh, Justine and Jake might have seen the, the American edit, and those get edited down. There's a lot edited down in those. So you get to see a lot of more, right? yeah. You get to see a lot more in this version. You get to see a lot more of the relationship with him and like his. Uh, well, they, he calls him his uncle uh, later on, but uh, with Bill. So
4: this was I saw the uh, this was the Chinese language with the subtitles. You yeah, think there, you think there's more scenes in there?
0: Oh yeah, there are because they cut the American versions. They cut them down to about ninety minutes, so they cut down a lot of like the exposition scenes or just like the little you know scenes of the, like relationships here and there. Okay, um, all right. So those do yeah, get cut. This was, about, this, this
4: was about two hours, I think. So yeah. What, I what,
0: what, 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 how long was the version that you had, uh, Patrick? Do you know? About an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. They cut about 30 minutes of all the, you know, so you get – So and they, they streamline it. Yeah, they, you never get a lot of the – you know, they never really cut the fight scenes and things like that. They keep those pretty much intact. But, um, yeah. you know, you do they do cut down on some of the exposition, which to me, I, I, I feel like it makes it feel like more of a movie. And less of like a well, like, like a stunt reel, you know.
4: Exactly, it gives you some more like that scene where they're like just sitting on the steps watching the uh, the sun come up. They've been sitting there like all night, you know. That's a real that's a heavy moment, but they probably thought that's that's something that's just got to go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we're gonna get we're gonna get it down to an hour and a half, you know.
0: Yeah, they cut down but, a lot um, of it. they cut down a lot of on, more on the comedy. I think there's more in our version. There's more with the guys who are doing the tailing, like that whole squad that he uses yeah. to help tail him and all that stuff. And, uh, um, Hey,
4: now would you, uh, I wanted to ask you the whole time I'm watching this movie. I thought I got to ask Mario about that, that squad, that special squad that's helping him. And most of them are women. Uh, is that those are all going to be like part of the Jackie Chan stunt team,
0: right? I don't know if the ladies are, um, I'm, but uh, you know, again, in Hong Kong, all the, you know, and all of those action movies, you see many, like I said, like Michelle Yeoh being like probably the most famous that we would know here. Um, they can all do fighting and they can all, you know, they can all fight and they can do like stunts and you see them. I mean, they they don't, they don't look like they're going any easier on the ladies in the movies than they are on the guys. No, you know, oh,
4: yeah. that, that whole, that whole scene. And the, when they're questioning him, you know, when they got the two way yeah. glass and they're <laughs> taking him and, that was really quite a scene with the way they're just like bouncing them off the walls. You know, they start off real nice and sweet and then they just start bouncing them off the furniture. I thought that was really interesting, really funny scene.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I think it's one of those things like if Jackie Chan picks you to be in a movie or he thinks you can do it, then you you got picked for a reason. Yeah. So, you know, you have to have, you have to have your, you know, you have to have the chops, you know, he doesn't want to work with people who can't, uh, work at his pace and work you know he's kind of a perfectionist he'll do shots you know 20-30 times to get it right even you know at his own peril you know so he's he's kind of that perfect. well you
4: know the uh, the outtake reel on this look was so bloody you see all the times there's just like blood gushing from their heads you know yeah is a really bloody uh, highlight well, reel at like, the end like you the know? scene
0: where he went through that where he jumps from the bus to the building he went through the wrong pain one of them was like oh, a, one God. of them was like a safety pain so he ends up, Jesus. yeah, so he ends up like, or you see that scene where the guy, the the one guy knocks the, as Maggie Chung is like um, running, he knocks those racks down and one hits her in the head and you can see yeah, her head yeah. is covered in blood. You know, she got a, yeah, she got yeah. a pretty good gash that way. So uh, yeah, everybody yeah. gets, everybody gets banged up. But um, did you, uh, did you like the fight scenes, John? Did you, did those uh, do it for you? Yeah.
4: I, yeah. The, the fight scenes, that looks like, you know, that's peak stuff. I mean, all his fight scenes always look great, but this, these were particularly just really, really harrowing, you know? And then, especially after they put the dynamite belt on him, you know, the, uh, the bomb oh, yeah. scene where he's got to deactivate the bomb. And then the whole fight, you know, the biggest fight seems to me to be the, the finale at the fireworks factory. Yeah. And, uh, surprisingly the one that gives him the most trouble is the little guy, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the yeah. one that's, uh, the death. Root. Yeah. And, uh, finally he starts hitting him with those, uh, Incendiary, uh, you know those little bombs that uh, light like their body on fire. And he finally is like, "How do you like it?" You know, just completely. Uh, and then finally feels a little sympathy for him and just you know puts them out.
0: Good, and then but then he lights up the fi- the fireworks factory. And then, but
4: it. I love that whole thing where he just got he's got to jump through that thing.
0: <laughs> that's just, a crazy, you know, that's
4: amazing. Yeah, how high up he is, you know, doing some of those jumps. So yeah, a really amazing finale. You know, when you think about it, he always likes to end was something pretty mind-boggling. I think this is right up there.
0: Well, I love these movies cuz they end and then it's like, hey, guess what? Stunt re-, you're like, "Oh, it's over." Okay. <laughs> like, there's, no, yeah. there's no there's no there's no wrap up. It's just like, "Hey, it's over. He got out of there. We're done." Cut and yeah. then, and then we just come yeah. to the credits. The,
4: the, the last the last one especially, you know, the uh, the first police story, you're going, "Gee, isn't there some sort of like addendum like you don't have a long, you know it's nope. like there's no sort of like and here's what happened the next day it's well, like nope
0: we're out well you know? th- this is that addendum you you just watched it like they just jump right into yeah. it so all right um uh, patrick what'd you think my man police story two
2: i think the american cut version one suffers a little bit um i think the way it's trimmed down really hurts the story and doesn't make it like a cohesive whole uh-huh. Some point there's like some gaps for sure like especially like with his relationship with um, the girl like there's Man, there's yeah. moments where like she's completely pissed off at him and then all of a sudden they're like fine together and so it kind of hurts it a little bit uh the stunt work was really cool I thought it was really, really good I loved the firework fight scene I thought that was really funny uh but at the same time pretty impressive um, you know, like they were having fun with it, but you could tell like that was that was some pretty cool stuff. Um but yeah, I mean like it I, I definitely think I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Um it's just you couldn't find it anywhere.
0: No, no, it's hard. Like I you, I have it I got it on Voodoo was five bucks. Yeah and uh so but you have to be careful because you never know if you're buying the dub version or the so I try to watch trailer. They don't always have a trailer. But there's a bunch of gaps in the like uh drunken master two uh isn't available yeah um there's a few that i'm like oh we should get this because i you know these are great you know and they're just hard to find um there's a lot of hong kong stuff they get they get what ends up happening is the american companies get the rights to them and they have them for like a year or two and then they lose the rights then another company gets them so they're constantly changing hands and and people have different rights to them so it's really hard Mm -hmm. to find um that's happened a lot with a lot of John Woo's, uh, um, a lot of John uh, uh Hong Kong output. Uh, I haven't been able to find stuff like Hard Boiled or The Killers or The Killer um, streaming anywhere because different companies get the rights and the rights lapse, and then another company buys them, and so now you can't stream it because you're Patrick's company and now Justine's company owns it, so you don't have the streaming rights to it, but you can yeah. put it out on DVD. So it gets really, really hard when you're dealing with uh, foreign releases like that, um, especially ones that tend to be more genre pictures that are very popular. You know, I think if you're getting like a Hong Kong drama, I don't think you're going to have that kind of trouble, but these tend to be a little bit more popular, so they, you know, the rights come up and somebody snatches them up. So mm-hmm. that's what happens, but... Uh, that being said, uh, yeah, this is, I think this is one of, these are some of his most incredible fight scenes. I think that fight scene yeah. on the playground where they're fighting with those, like, metal rods. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, like, the stunts are absolutely impressive. It's just, like, I, I, I had a huge issue with the way it was cut. Like, it just, it, it hurts it a lot.
0: It hurts the enjoyment of the movie, and it makes it seem cheap. It makes it seem yeah,
2: and like the dubbing is so poor mm-hmm. that it just it it bothers. It just I, I mean, that's I pretty common
3: sort of Chinese like Chinese film. Yeah, story.
2: but I, that's why like I personally try and watch you know just an original with you know subtitles and mm-hmm.
0: just couldn't do it with this one. So I just rewatched I don't know. I've just been rewatching. I got the Brent's been covering them over on Home Video Hustle, but we got the same box set. We got the Bruce Lee box set from Criterion. And some of these are the first mm-hmm. times I've seen the Chinese dubs of some of these movies or the Chinese, you know, without, without, without dubs. I've seen the Chinese versions of some of these movies. You know, we always see the American dub versions yeah. and, you know, and they're full length and they're, you know, beautiful transfers. And you realize, okay, this is why Bruce Lee is the star that he is. You know, this is why people still talk about yeah. Bruce Lee 50 years after his death. But, you know, you know, it's hard to get those when you're getting people that cut it and it's like, well, American audiences don't care about all the. They're not going to get the, the subtext, or they're not going to under, understand the subtleties. So we're just going to cut it and and make it just pretty much a straight action picture. And a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of Jackie Chan movies um, suffer like that. Um, but you can, if you really want to, if you're a fan, you can find the full length versions on DVD and Blu-ray. So you just got to you know be patient. It's hard to find them streaming, unfortunately. But but uh, yeah, so you know. You, yeah you trust me, you want to see all the stuff with him in and May is all great, and all the stuff with the other you know him working you know with the other police officers is all good There's always like good little comedy moments and stuff in there. Did they have the scene in your version where uh the the other cops move the whiteboard so he can sock? The mob Yes. Yeah. That
2: was was a
0: wonderful. That's a really great scene, and like stuff like that is very, very silent comedy. You can see a lot of his silent, his love for silent comedy and stuff like that, where he does those kind of gags, you know, those kind of visual gags. There's a lot of sequences in this movie where there's not a lot of dialogue. John, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, there's like these really yeah. long sequences where it's like Jackie Chan could have made like silent movies if he wanted to.
4: Absolutely. You know. He, Absolutely.
0: He, you know, you just have like the sound effects or there's very little dialogue. Um man, when you it's kick- all it's all body language. It's body language and the
4: subtlety. Yeah, he could do it, you know, for
0: yeah. sure. Uh Patrick, what did you th- or no, I'm sorry. I just said Patrick. Jake, what did you think? Police Story 2. Jackie Chan.
3: was good. It was good. but yeah this is another great another great installment in jackie chan's
0: jackie chan's repertoire it's great and you're Um, you're really seeing him in his prime here he's fast he's you know very physical you know oh my god when he's
3: doing when they're when they're doing the firework factory scene and he's you know he's flipping over railings he was grabbing the underside of the of the stairs and like pulling himself up. Yeah. Just not only just how awesome the stunts are, but just his physical prowess at this time is just
0: insane. Yeah. Yeah. You can see why people, the guys who invented parkour, uh, basically based it on Jackie Chan and like, you know, his ability to move around and do the things that he does. Um, You do see him in a. It's very, it's very different from watching him in Rush Hour, say, where he's doing physical stuff, but it's not quite the same. No, it's not nearly to the caliber of what he was doing in his
3: prime. But yeah, this is great. the The playground scene stuck out to me in particular. That one was just so awesome. And then what was it it was the scene where um he first finds May after she gets beat up by that guy Oh, and he, and he runs across the street to the cafe.
0: And he might not in the cafe, yeah.
2: Yeah, when the car drives through the window.
0: Mhm. Uh, I love the scene that where he scene. he kicks the guy through the through the through the plate through the through the drawer of plates. He <laughs> kicks the guy's head and the guy goes through the through the drawer of plates and uh there's some brutal stuff in that scene. Um and you know, getting furniture thrown at you and people flipping throwing, throwing plates at some throwing plates at the guy. There's a guy that falls on his head in that scene that I just think, mm-hmm. how did he not die? Or how does he not have a concussion at yeah. least? You know?
4: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like how did that even work? <laughs> you know
0: yeah, I mean, just like the
3: level of, just what the level, of just of, like how physically fit these guys are and how skilled they are at performing these stunts. And, then, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure they were hurt
0: numerous times just trying to film those single scenes. But just it's so impressive to watch. Well, you, that one guy gets thrown through the window in that cafe scene. I think you see in the outtakes. He really lands wrong at least one time so you got to think he's had to do he had to do it at least twice because they have they have the other take in the movie right so he either did it before or they did a second take and that's when he got hurt and they use the first take but who gets thrown through i mean even safety glass you're landing on concrete like who does that twice you know yeah
4: Yeah,
0: and safety glass can still cut can still cut you sure sure i mean because it
3: falls apart breaks.
0: yeah it seems like cuts are, are the big thing on these movies. You know, people getting sliced uh, seems to happen quite a bit. Um, but your, John was right. The outtakes are very bloody. There's a lot of very bloody outtakes in this one. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see what, what people, what Jackie Chan will do to make a movie and what people who, and that kind of tells you what, how his team feels about him. I mean, not that they're probably not mm-hmm. well-paid, but, I mean, it seems like they'll jump through glass for this guy or light themselves on fire. Yeah. yeah. Because he's willing to do yeah, it, too. I'm con- admiration for him, yeah. Yeah, be- because he's willing to do it, too. You know, it's they- almost like a, well, we'll he's do it. He's not asking you to do anything he wouldn't do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Justine, what did you think of uh, Police Story 2? Had you seen this before?
1: No, I haven't seen it. I thought our version was really crappy on YouTube. Oh, okay. So it was really hard to just pay
0: attention to it. Um, yeah, but it's low quality. The sound is bad. The the, the quality picture is, is bad.
1: bad. The dubbing is bad. You're just like, this is a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the action was there. I think I was more there for the action than anything else. Yeah. Um, then when you get to the end, you get your classic. Say, towards the end of the movie. And watch all of those scenes. I remember doing that all the time when I was little with my cousin. He used to um, live for that <laughs>
0: after the Jackie with Chan movies. Oh, watch all the bloopers!
1: Yeah, because he's a, he's one of my guy cousins, and so it's like,
0: oh, cool, look, <laughs> oh, blood, look, oh, blood, blood look.
1: It's <laughs> like oh, okay.
0: I think that's interesting. <laughs> for, I think that's interesting for anybody because you do see. Like you said, you see the level of dedication that everybody has. to Yeah,
1: and then, yeah, there is a lot of blood when he does it. And it just made you think, like, was there blood when I watched it? No, there wasn't. So, um, yeah, I liked I liked that part. It's weird because the last movie I complained about it being just all action. And this time I felt like it saved it. But it could be just because of the quality of what I watched.
0: So. Mm, Okay. All right, so you mm-hmm. you felt like there was a, yeah, and and again you were only watching a ninety minute version, so who knows? I mean, you might watch the full version in in mm-hmm. all its glory and still not like it as much because you know yeah uh, yeah, and the, you know the hard the hard thing about these particular this particular era is they're they're really made for a more Hong Kong audience. So again. A lot of cultural references and stuff that we might not understand that's a little you know a little harder mm-hmm. for us to get and sometimes that that kind of creates a barrier between the viewer and the and the movie, but I feel like Jackie Chan's you know physicality kind of breaks down those barriers in a lot of ways sometimes, but yeah, uh, and he
1: feels like a star in this film, so
0: you felt like he was like more of like like you know more of what we would think as a star?
1: More as like a Jackie Chan <laughs> coming to his own name. Yeah, yeah. Just like watching it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is Jackie Chan now."
0: He, he's now he is Jackie Chan. It's like he's doing. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: He is now Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's
0: in all the stunts. He's in, he's he's in all the scenes. Whereas Police Story, there's a lot going on, and he, it's not necessarily, you know, he's the star, but it doesn't feel like it's...
1: Police Story had a lot more goofiness to it. Um. But, but but was that scene with this with the phone when he had to keep moving around with it? Like oh, that's that right.
0: Funny. Or when he when his friend breaks into the apartment to make think he's going to kill <laughs> yeah. the girl? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was a more <laughs> Those wack, were great moments. A little more wackiness. When did mo-
4: he? Uh, when did he start directing his own films? Do you know what movie that was?
0: Uh, early eighties, I think. Like Project A and Police Story are two of his. Uh, early, I think he might have done one in the seventies, like one of a, tra- a traditional kung fu. Uh, movie, but yeah, by the mid '80s, he's pretty—he's pretty much doing all the. It, by that time, he's directing all of mm-hmm. them. Then later on, on, on his movies that become when they become more American is when a, a director by the name of Stanley Tong takes over. He does the stuff like Rumble in the Bronx and First Strike, and those have a very much a much more Western feel to them. You know, they feel like more like movies mm. that we, we're used to seeing. You know. But uh, yeah. All right, guys. Let's rank police story two. I mean, aside from the bad dub, I'm sorry that that was all. Yeah, this is one that was. It's not readily available, unfortunately. So that may hurt the score. But let's start with. Uh, we'll go reverse order. Let's go with uh, my man, Justine here. Justine, what do you give uh, police story dose? Six. Oh, not bad. As good as Casablanca. Uh, <laughs> Patrick? 65 and a half, six point five. I'm gonna go with. It's uh, kind
1: of hard. It's kind of hard to bring it a bad, like give a give a bad score when he's bleeding and everyone else yeah. is getting hurt. It's hard to like. No,
0: I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I understand. It looks like
4: you have to give it two scores. I think last time we were practically giving it two scores. You know, one for stunts and one for movie. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, uh, Jakey. Yeah.
0: Uh, stunts ten out of ten movie seven (laughs) movie seven okay that's not bad uh john yeah that's about right yeah a seven for the movie but boy stunts nobody does it better it's got to be 10 yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna give it a seven it's a solid seven for me i I hope that you guys can see a better dub of it because it's worth watching and i feel like it's a it's a forgotten one in the People kind of pass yeah, it, it over. might change my score, it, 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 but you're definitely seeing Jackie Chan at the height of his power. So it's worth checking out if you're a Jackie Chan fan. If you have and you have not seen it yet, definitely check it out. Now let's move on to what some people would refer to as a cult classic: "The Great John Carpenter and They Live." Patrick, take it away. Uh, this
2: 1988 movie came on out on November 4th, directed by John Carpenter. Got a 7.3 on IMDb, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of four million. Box office thirteen million. Not a huge success, but it did double twenty, money triple it even.
0: All right, they live. Who wants? Who wants to the kick off? They live. Well, first let's let's start this way. Who? Had seen they live before this? No. I had never, John. You had no one else. I had.
4: saw it in the theater, yeah. Wow, yeah. did you really? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just you know, I was already out of high school by then, you know.
0: Thanks for the invite, John. Um, we didn't know each other yet.
4: Did you, uh, yeah, I guess we, we met in '88, '89. What was it like '89 or '90? Okay, right there, yeah, did you see this? Did you see this in the
0: theater? Not only did I not see this in the theater, I didn't know it had come out until it came out on ah. video. I was working in the video store. It came out on video. Yeah. I was like, "What's this movie?" Yeah. I it did not. It, it came and went very quickly. Yeah, yeah. As, as I remember correctly, but uh, John, you were obviously a huge uh, John Carpenter fan. Um.
4: Uh. Yeah. Yeah, we we saw pretty much everything he did. We went to go see. All right. I think this is the last one. I think this is the last one that really knocked our socks off.
0: Yeah. What did so what did when you you, look at it, you enjoyed it back then? Yeah. You you loved it?
4: Oh yeah. And it definitely made a point because this came out I think uh, it was either Reagan's last year or uh Bush's first year. So it really felt <laughs> very much of its time. And uh the oh. crazy thing is it 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 works now. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, Christ, <laughs> Jesus, it works perfectly well now. It it still has a message that uh, that rings clear as a bell, you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that, that that, you know, some of the scenes early on when they're talking about, you know, about wanting to keep us poor and wanting to keep us stupid and want, it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. 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 This has not been this has been going on for a while now uh but. yeah
4: and the first uh, and the, the first time he sees a politician on the tv he goes of course <laughs> he's just like oh yeah, of course now it all makes sense you yeah. know <laughs> uh
0: yeah for those of you who haven't seen it a uh they live takes place in the you know modern times so it's 1988 los angeles rowdy roddy piper wrestling legend who i saw <laughs> who i saw wrestle live once um was, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother took me, went to the, uh, went to the old Olympic auditorium. Uh. Wow. I forgot who he fought. He didn't, he wasn't a, wasn't a Hogan match, but we did see Roddy Piper wrestle live. But, um, you know he was what a, he, Roddy Piper was like the great wrestling villain of the eighties. For those of you who don't know, so he was like you know, he was a bad guy and he was he used to wear a kilt and he used to he used to say put the glasses on and then he'd punch you in the feet punch Mean Gene Oakland right in the face. Um, but um, yeah, no, uh, yeah. So so Roddy Piper was a guy who was down in his luck. Uh, ends up finding a a job working construction. One of the construction guys invites him to stay at sort of a homeless camp they have set up, and uh, he starts to realize that there's there's more than meets the eye at this camp, uncovers a huge plot by aliens to kind of keep the population of uh, the world sedate while they plunder our resources. And through the use of some magic sunglasses, well, not science, but through the use of sunglasses, uncovers uh subliminal messaging directed at keeping the populace uh um uh, uh, sedated or not sedated but uh placated docile. yeah docile uh and then you know of course now uh, chaos ensues as uh, the fights to overthrow our alien overlords ensues and it's all done on a shoestring budget uh by john carpenter um what I will give you guys this, works. I'll give you guys this. You know, Nicole was sitting here I was watching it last night. Nicole had never seen it. She was halfway <laughs> paying attention, but the story was enough, intriguing enough that she wanted to know. She's like, I have to go to bed. Can you just tell me what happens? Like, I you know, I just want to know. So the story did get her. You know, it grabbed her. You know, as 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 cheesy as the movie can be, um, it was interesting enough to her. And like like I said, it's or like John said, it's. It's, uh, this is something that now is still relevant. So that's the little breakdown. But, John, you, you enjoyed it. Uh, did it hold up for you? Yeah, I,
4: I think it still works. And um, it doesn't feel low budget. It feels like it's just enough budget to get the point across. It feels like uh, kind of an offshoot of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. If they had had sunglasses so they could easily see who the aliens were, it's pretty much in that vein. With these sunglasses, you can kind of see right away these, the people, the people that have camouflaged themselves as humans, mm-hmm. and also you see also besides being able to tell who's an alien and who's not, you see all the messaging on TV and on the walls and any ads or billboards, and it all just says obey, you know, breed, obey, sleep, conform, submit. I think all of that worked very well, yes. and uh, so it didn't feel it didn't feel low budget. It didn't feel Particularly, uh, at least for me, it felt like it worked. It was exactly as much as they needed to tell the story. And I'll tell you what: as
0: as much as you know, Roddy Piper doesn't do a bad job. He's not a great actor, but you know, you could tell he's kind of you know he, he. I mean, obviously, he's doing acting enough on you know WWF, and you know, he's doing his interviews and all that stuff. But he's he's good in this. You know, he's actually. He, he he's okay in this, but Keith David really is the one that comes in and kind of, I can watch Keith David read the phone book actually. Well, um,
4: he's such a good actor. He's such a good actor. And he's got such a great voice. He's got one of those voices like, uh, James Earl Jones or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. you know, uh he's got, or like James Mason, he just got one of those voices, you know, like, or like Morgan Freeman. And you know, they use him, they use Keith David for a lot of documentaries, a lot of, uh, yeah. I think Ken Burns has
0: used him Ken for Burns, a couple of used him a lot. Yeah, he did jazz. He did jazz, definitely. And I think and he, did, he did the
4: war. And he's just got
0: a wonderful voice. And he's he's very good in this. The thing
4: about Roddy Piper is, yeah, he's not a great actor. But what I was thinking was the first half of this movie, he's not doing a lot of talking. It's all very subtle. It's a lot of him walking around just observing. And uh, he's very good, you know, maybe maybe less so with the dialogue scenes. But when he's just walking around L.A. kind of observing – all this sort of odd stuff going on. He's very effective. So in that way, you know, there's something going on there. He has some talent as an actor. Yeah. But maybe just less so when it, it gets to, like, reading the lines. I'll you know? tell
0: you what, it, <laughs> it, it, it looks like he's thinking, which not a lot of actors can pull yeah. off. It looks like the wheels are turning. Right. And you're right. He's, yeah, character a lot of him. Yeah. Yeah. Just
4: him walking around L.A., just uh, kind of observing. And the whole thing, it's very slow. You think these days, could you shoot a movie that's got this much buildup? They really set it up where he doesn't know quite what's going on. He's watching what's happening in the church. The underground is meeting in the church, and they're making the glasses and trying to to uh, disrupt the uh, the broadcasts that the aliens are putting out. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It's like you can see the wheels turning, and that's the toughest acting to do sometimes is just be watching and just be doing, you know, very little. Yeah. And he really pulled it off. And he, if he pulls you into the story, you, you have to kind of meet it halfway,
0: you know. And you, you have to give it up for John Carpenter. You have to really say, you know, his movies might not always work, but he never he's always got something unique to say, and he's always doing something that you've never really seen before. Or, yeah, like you said, I, or doing something where it's part of a genre that you have seen before, but he's doing it in a different way. So, you know, like you said, John, this is basically what would happen if Invasion of the Body Snatchers, you could see who the aliens are. Like, how would you convince people? Right. What would you do? You he know, just takes
4: it to the next... He takes it to the next level. His version of the thing took the thing to the next level. This one, I feel, kind of takes Invasion of the Body Snatchers to the next level. Yeah. And uh, I, this is, for me, this is one of my favorites. And after this movie, he doesn't do too many big movies. I don't know if there's too many movies after this that actually, you know, made a profit and got a lot of attention. This might be like the last uh, major uh, yeah. release for him. And uh, I think it's a really good one. Uh, I haven't seen it a lot. This might have only been like maybe the second or third time I've seen it, but it holds up. It's kind of amazing that a a movie that's 30 years old holds up this well. And part of it is the filmmaking and part of it it is that, um, you know, the country is still just as shitty as it was 30 years ago. Sure. It's still being run run by the same criminals and uh, assholes that ran it 30 years ago. It's even gotten worse. So this movie fits in in a way. It's absolutely – just, uh, works every bit as well as it did back in the eighties.
0: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
4: so that was yeah. kind of, that was kind not of, the,
0: that was kind of the start of where we are now. Uh, if you look at it that way, it starts, kind of-
4: yeah, it starts with Reagan. The idea that everybody else is just dispensable, you know, just go for that for, you know, that 1% and everybody else is just sheep, you know, <laughs> just sheep and cattle and just let it, you know, it, it's not our, it's not our worry. We can't be bothered with the other, you know, 99%, you know, just, uh, it's it's only gotten worse. You know, Reagan used to, like, blow a dog whistle, and now, you know, this guy's using a megaphone. Yeah. So... Uh, it's not it's not you know that's the thing it's no longer um, under the radar it's right out there in your face if you don't see it you are not paying attention
0: there's no transmitter there's no transmitter to blow up now John they're just literally they're literally standing in <laughs> front of right. people there's literal they're that's literally right. they're just saying it it's not, they're not even hiding it that's subliminally right. it's just they're saying it people <laughs> yeah. are like oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh you're right. You're right. For
4: four years, it's not subli- it's not subliminal anymore. It's right there. And if you're not seeing it, you're not – you yeah. don't have your eyes open. Yeah, man.
0: Listen, are you going to buy that thing or are you going to – if not, you're going to have to pay for it or you can't just stand here all day and read it. All right? Thanks. <laughs> we got one. You can see. Uh, Jake. Yeah that was really
4: terrifying you know the first time they all look at him and they are like talking into their watches okay
0: he sees us we got one <laughs> Jake what did you think of They Live my man
3: um there's one there's one line that sums up how I feel about this movie I'm here to
0: chew bubble gum and kick ass
3: <laughs> and I'm all out of bubble gum <laughs>
0: Think of think you know I was thinking of that scene like we're going yeah like you know he's he's giving it to the aliens but to anybody else they don't know he's he just, he just, murdering yeah people. they just think he's a mass murderer you know they think it's a yeah, yeah. these really these really terrible one liners and start shooting people I love it brother life's a bitch it's like he does talk like a wrestler uh, <laughs> oh there's
3: another great line um, when he's talking to when he's talking to what's his name uh, Keith um, David yeah. Yeah, he, uh, when he's talking to him in the in the apartment they found, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Where the hell did these guys come uh, come from?" He's like, "Well, they ain't from Cleveland." <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible,
0: so terrible. Those are all That's John, comic book. Those are all yeah. This John Car- John Carpenter basically writes like a comic book sometimes, which you know it works in yeah. this movie though. But yeah. Uh, so what did you think, Jake? Did you did you enjoy the cheesiness of it, or was that a put off? I mean, it was okay.
3: Um, I do, it is very topical for the time, so Mm -hmm. that was nice. Um, and yeah, I like the cheesy one-liners, but overall, overall it was okay. It didn't wow me, but I have heard a couple of these lines out of context before. In video games, these guys got, Duke Nukem
2: says, Duke uh, Nukem Nukem Uh, says the
3: bubblegum one. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: That's right. Yeah, so I've heard these before, and it's nice to it's nice to see where they came from, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, yeah, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, yeah, I, I can't really say much more than that. There's nothing that really wowed me. There was nothing that was like glaring. as like, Oh God, this is awful. Apart from a lot of the cheesy one-liners. Yeah. And the, and the makeup for all of the aliens, (laughs)
0: It looks like their head were was dipped in cheese back in 1957. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, low budget. But low budget.
3: Low budget. You know what? I will I will I will commend them for working with what they have.
0: That's always John Carpenter's way though. He does do that. He does yeah. he does work with with, with what he's got. He he'll make the most of it. Whatever
4: amount of money he's got, he yeah, whatever amount of money he's got, he makes it work.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh Patrick, had you seen this before? Uh no, never seen this before. What did you think, my man?
2: Uh I think it suffered a little bit from the budget. I think, you know, it had it had a little bit more, it could have been a really strong movie. Mm-hmm. Um story-wise, I thought it was interesting. Um and, you know, there are some great one-liners in this, uh which is really cool. It's nice to know where they come from. Uh but couldn't really believe him as a hero even like an anti-hero it was kind of a struggle for me so like to lead a movie he didn't
0: really hold my attention um i believe it was originally supposed to be kurt russell which
2: but, yeah i could probably that would be a little bit better you can um, see the hair yeah. similarity
0: yeah uh,
2: so like the mullet right mm-hmm. um but i mean like overall it was okay like i i was interested enough to watch it um but yeah, I think the budget could have been a little bit more.
0: Did you like the fifteen minute fight scene where he's trying to get him to put the glasses on? That's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> uh
2: it was a little much. Yeah. I am probably done without that.
0: We're gonna go we're just gonna leave the camera on a lot of play fight for fifteen minutes. I, like but,
2: they could have like pushed him over once and I would be like, cool,
0: cool. But like, you, I, you, I love I that it's it. all
4: I love that it's all for the sunglasses. The whole damn fight is just yeah. put on the sunglasses.
0: <laughs> but I love—I do love that it really does look like they're beating each other up. That does look like they're. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah like, they look like they're kicking each other's <laughs> ass.
2: <laughs> looks like they no, were. two ways about that. Yeah. Like, he's getting his ass beat.
0: They really do look um, like they're beating each other up. It's like, wow, they really are punching each other. And that's probably due to yeah. Roddy Piper knowing how to do, you know, that kind of doing some stage fighting. Uh um, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah.
3: Or yeah. they just beat each other up, you know? You never know. <laughs> yeah, you never, Jack, just do possible. Jackie
0: Chan style. Let's just haul off yeah. and punch each other as hard as we can. Be like, okay,
2: so this scene, I'm going to kick your ass.
0: Mm-hmm, that's it. And then just do it. All right. <laughs> so you you feel a little stronger budget would have okay.
2: helped. I, I think a little bit of a stronger budget, maybe like a better leading man yeah. would have done a lot more for me.
0: I don't remember the circumstances of why... Uh, Maybe Justine read some trivia or maybe she can help us out. Maybe maybe not. Uh, We'll find out if she likes it, whether or not she knows this. But I believe it was originally supposed to be Kurt Russell. I don't know why I think that because he was on kind of a Kurt Russell, you know, they had just done Big Trouble in Little China. So that was his leading guy. Uh, And then the thing. But like
2: story wise, I think it's solid. Like conceptually, it is a fascinating concept. Like what would happen if aliens have been made in these glasses? Help you see that? Like how would you get someone else to understand like i think that's it's it's interesting it's
0: you well beat done beat the shit nice out of them in an alley and right.
3: you make them work okay okay here's the okay here's the thing okay if some dude is beating the absolute shit out of you because you aren't wearing you aren't wearing some glasses just put the fucking glasses on okay?
0: no no you're not gonna make me do what i don't want to do No matter he was a badass
4: yeah he was a badass he was not gonna do it yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's some petty shit,
2: right there. <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
0: <bit> <laughs> I could see that happening. You want me to do it? No, motherfucker. That would be me. I mean, uh, honestly, that would be me. Yeah, we we've done it at game night. We've done petty stuff. It's like, no, I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah, why not? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to. Because you told. Because you asked Cause me it to. Benefit you. You see that me. all the
1: time yeah. at game night. Yeah, all the time. You, Patrick
2: yeah. does it yeah. the most.
0: Yeah, you yeah. asked me to do it. Now I'm not going to do it. Why do why? Because you asked me to do it. It's like I do that shit. Oh, all the you time. screwed me <laughs> over? Okay, no problem. For the you're gonna go. For the rest of the night. Not even that. It stretches on into other games. Yep. Yeah, I love yep. it. Justine. What did you think? Sup. <laughs> Sup, girl. <laughs> What's Gucci? <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, Gucci in nineteen eighty eight Los Angeles? Let's talk about it. Justine.
1: The whole beginning I was telling Patrick, I'm like, oh, it's just a WWE movie. Okay, got
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> it was only like that fight was the longest fight I've ever seen. Yeah.
3: Fifteen minutes. <laughs> as soon of- as you think it's done. As soon as you think it's done.
0: They just Honestly, keep he just had to
1: pick up a chair instead of that um <laughs> yeah. that piece of wood. Yeah. Um, it had a really slow start. I was pretty bored.
0: Um, there you go John
1: sunglasses and you're like okay this is a sci-fi movie got it Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) then it continued but I guess like Patrick we were watching him like he just shot a cop while there's people cross like in the like walking on the sidewalk he shot another cop and then I don't know it was just it was so out there (laughs) And it kind of reminded me of, um, oh, what was that movie? Uh Beaver Vendetta, because she worked at a TV station, too, I believe.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: That part, but that's about it. Um, and then the girl, I couldn't, I felt like she was almost a um, Christy Alley, but not.
0: Yeah, we, 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 me and Nicole were saying that it's Christy Alley's clone. Fake Christy yeah, Alley. Yeah, like,
1: this is like a weird looking Christy Alley with her blue eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know. That guy had a lot of heart in it. I didn't want the other guy to die. That kind of made me mad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm-hmm.
1: He got dragged into that crap. And he has a family. Yeah. He's got a
2: wife and kid, remember? He has a
1: wife and two kids back in Detroit. Back in Detroit. I forgot.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, the role of Nada was originally written for Kurt Russell. Oh. But, felt, but John Carpenter felt he should cast somebody else after casting Russell in four of his... Mil- so, blah, blah, blah. Four of his this bones. is the
2: one.
0: Damn it, he would have been good in this. This is this is Kurt Russell's on Her Majesty's Secret Service.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if only he so had he do- Yeah, if only he had done it. Like, he, he, he could
2: really acted. He could have really like acted this one out, and like he, yeah. his facial expressions, yeah. the one line deliveries, like mm-hmm. would have been yeah, really
0: solid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I also think the guy just wasn't as great of an actor. No,
0: um, not, yeah. when he, not when you not when you needed to be. But John's right. He does a good job in the beginning when he's just being quiet and kind of observing. When he starts to have to deliver lines, that's when it gets a little it gets a little you know, all the yeah. scenes with the girl are a little cheesy and all that stuff. But
2: it's like Baffert Russell we're was an sick and he couldn't uh make it to the shoot, so they used his stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> there you, yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go.
1: Yeah, then I, w- I remember when he took off his shirt, and Patrick's like, Whoa, that guy's yoked. And I was like, That guy's disgusting.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Ow, ow, ow. laughs> Why is
0: that?
1: He just looks so gross. He
0: has an 80s wrestler body. <laughs> yeah,
1: Patrick's like, He's yoked and he has that um, hair. And I was like, Nah, this is all gross. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But if that had been Kurt Russell whipping his shirt off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he would have been like, "Oh, no, <laughs> no. no, it would, it would
0: have, been a, it have been, been a different, it would have been a different
1: Yeah, he wouldn't have been as like bulky, no, But I don't think it was necessary, no, except for when they all. were in their, their WWE fight over there in the little. <laughs> Even Kurt Russell could have done
4: that. <laughs> like, it would have yeah, they yeah, could they could have, they could have just, they could have
0: just beat each other up. They, they would have done it.
4: I wonder if the fight would have been that long if it had been Kurt Russell. If that was just because he had a wrestler, and he said, "Well, keep it going." You know?
0: Yeah, I like when he. I do like when he starts laughing in the middle of that fight when he busts the guy's window out and just starts laughing. Like, you know, that, that is a nice little moment. Yeah, dude. yeah. Um,
4: it, it would have been up a notch. It, it, having Kurt Russell would have really kicked this movie up a notch sure. too. That's for sure. For sure, for it sure. would have improved my score.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Let too. let let's score it. Let's, Justine. What do you give? Uh, what do you give? The old uh, They Live.
1: Mm-hmm. I give it a five. Okay,
0: right in the middle of the road. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, Patrick, six and a half. Six and a half. Jake, I will give this one a six. Six. John,
4: I give it a seven. I give it major points for the concept. The idea and the actual you know execution of the idea yeah so that's
1: yeah. why I give it a five'm
0: yeah. g- yeah, good for you john i'm gonna be with you i'm gonna give you a i'm gonna give you a i'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give it a seven as well with John with john the 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 concept um still holds true uh it's you know the whole idea is interesting it's it's uh It reminds me a lot of like a, it could be like a Twilight Zone episode, like a really.
2: Yes, absolutely. Like if it had said Twilight Zone brings
4: you, like Mm I would have been like, yeah, I get it. Perfect. Yeah. And then then the lead
0: actor wouldn't have bothered me. There you go. There you go. You
4: know, if if this thing had just been a bunch of like squid heads and it was just like aliens for the sake of being aliens, I would have given it a five. Uh, But the idea, you know, behind it, you know, the story. Yeah uh, that's what that's what I think just gets my attention and kind of grabs and my heartstrings. And
0: six and a half. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I am with you John. I I totally get it, but I also see we you know we we're, we're 30 years away from that. So it's it's been done in different ways now. But the the yeah, the
4: const- I can see where it's yeah. it's you know it's it, it's not you know technology wise it's it's pretty low budget but uh well,
0: I still like it. He said it.
1: that he didn't want to go um into the digital Look like other movies were doing because he felt that it was. um What did he say? He said that they, if they were trying to be like humans, then they shouldn't have that much going on.
4: Ah, so, interesting. To blend, in,
1: to blend in. Oh,
4: so that was a that was a choice, uh, production yeah. choice. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what he said. I didn't know that.
0: I love it. Hmm. hmm. Do me a favor, guys. Obey. All right.
4: <laughs> so I guess that's, that's where you got, got it with, from. Uh, Yeah. What's his name? Fairly, uh, Sean Fairly, or who's the oh, yeah. that does Fantasy.
0: those? Okay, oh, and um, Shepard Farley. Yeah, that's right. Did you like? Is uh, that the one? I did with like Andre the, the Giant on the. I did like the closing, sh- the closing sh- scene though. What's the matter, baby? Was that the? <laughs> was that is that how it ended? Yeah, just you can't I just, have an eighties movie without some boobs, you know. That's true. <laughs>
4: That's right. That's what that's what says this is 1988. Tell yeah, that to, that's for sure. Tell that to,
1: like, this is the random thing.
0: Tell here. that to Jackie Chan. Oh, <laughs> tell that to Jackie Chan.
1: Unnecessary. There were no boobies.
0: No boobies <laughs> in the <laughs> story, too. Okay. Very, very nice. I love that.
4: That's great. It's like unnecessary.
0: <laughs> I, John Carpenter's John Carpenter is just a fascinating filmmaker to me cuz he does a lot of stuff on a very low budget. We watched Assault on Precinct he does 13. There's a lot of boobies. Let's, we, let's uh, the, I think I think
4: other directors are a worse offender. I think there are other directors looking oh, for, sure. for many more movies. For yeah. sure. For John, sure. Carpenter so. is very
3: tasteful with his boobs, okay. John
1: Carpenter says this is a family film. Oh, but there's boobs. Yeah. Here's he
4: said boobs. he said that.
1: Yeah. Um, I,
4: I don't know if you caught this, but the almost like the last two minutes when they're showing a TV going. They've got somebody talking about movies and violence in movies. And they go, George Romero and John Carpenter, way too much violence in these movies. (laughs) Did you catch
0: that? Yeah, they need to tone it down. Yeah, that's right. I love it.
4: That last TV, it was like the last two minutes. He passes the TV and they're going, way too much violence in those two directors' movies.
0: I don't know if you guys noticed Mm -hmm. this, but the the guy who was pretending to be homeless and then was in on the whole thing at the end. Uh, back oh, to the, yeah. Back to the Future. He's the guy who's the bum who lives on the bench. Ah, it's the same guy. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. There you go. I don't yeah. know why I know that, but I know that. All right, you guys. What a great is my score ten, uh, 10 yeah. out of ten. What a great- of Hobo 10. You it bumps up to ten out of ten. All right, oh, yeah. Nick, uh, Justine. Why don't you tell us what's on tap for next week?
1: We got thirty rotten scoundrel. Oh, and Major League.
0: Our last attempt at uh at getting Patrick to maybe perhaps like uh, Steve Martin. Uh it's a wonderful movie with the incredible Michael Caine and Major League uh the start of basically a franchise. But uh it, it, you know we're coming up uh to the uh days of the uh, you know it's coming up into October soon. So uh it'll be uh baseball. It'll be the time for uh, post-season baseball. So We'll be watching Major League uh, as kind of our tribute to the Dodgers. Are we going to watch
1: Father of the Bride? No, we are not. (laughs) Thank God. Lame.
4: I got to hand it. I gotta hand it to Justine. She asks you that a lot, and you always have the same answer. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we
1: watch
4: Garbage Pail Kids
0: the movie, please. We we are not going to watch our Bar- Garbage, Garbage Pail Kids the movie.
4: Hey, but you know what? You said you were going to do that thing where everybody gets to pick their own movie. So maybe that's when Justine gets to pick
0: Father of the mm-hmm. Bride. You know, I may be Thank rethinking God. that decision, <clears throat> considering mm-hmm. what people keep asking for. Ah, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to Mitch McConnell this. It isn't Don't don't even don't say his name. It's an election year. It's an election year, so you can't pick a movie. So, you know. Sorry. Christ almighty. But it's an election year, Uh, so I can pick a movie. How about that?
4: Someday he's gonna die.
0: It'll happen. (laughs) He's just gonna drop dead. Yeah, I hope so.
4: Sooner or later, he's an old fart. He's gonna just drop dead.
0: Uh, I haven't, uh, like Clarence Darrow said, I, I haven't wished for anyone's death, but I have read many obituaries with a great sense of satisfaction. Can't wait to read that one. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to Is reading that- reading that one. Yeah. Clarence Darrow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he said, "I can yeah, He said, um, I've, "I've never wished anyone dead, but I've read a lot of obitu- obitu- obituaries with a great sense of satisfaction." That is How fantastic.
4: About that. Nice. That is fantastic.
0: All right, guys. Great show this week. Good job. Good energy. Guys, we're all great as usual. I love talking to you. We miss you. Uh, we'll be back next week with Major League. And uh, I forgot what else. <laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, you're going to love it, Patrick. You are going to love it.
4: Well, well maybe he'll at least love Michael Caine. <laughs> oh.
0: This is our first real big... Uh, this is our first Michael Caine movie really where he's really you know No it is. Have, Have we? we
2: seen him in anything else yet? We haven't no. seen him
0: in anything else, I don't think. No. We missed out on like the no. golden era of Michael Caine, so we're uh, really like
4: Alfie in the Italian job.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean all those. <laughs> mm-hmm. The billion dollar mm. brain. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh until next time, uh we're gonna say we're gonna go ahead and say what we always say. For Patrick, for Justine, for for John and for Jake, we're gonna ask that you uh fight the power and remember that this transmission ends now